Welcome, thanks for joining us. You're about to hear a message from our Wednesday night Solid Rock Youth Group service. Solid Rock is a ministry of Living Word Family Church, and if you'd like to know more, check us out on our website at www.livingwordfamily.org. All right. Okay, so last two weeks ago we talked about the kind of discipline that is corrective discipline, rebuke, punishment, something that hurts in the moment. So, for instance, you know, a child receiving a spanking or a verbal correction from a parent. Or we talked about also the correction we can get from, from God, from God's word. We talked about the correction we can get from pastors, from our youth pastors, youth leaders, people that we love and respect that speak into our lives on a regular basis. There's a verbal correction, a rebuke that goes on there. That's the kind of discipline we talked about two weeks ago. Tonight, I want to talk about a different kind of discipline, okay? I want to talk about the kind of discipline that we work in ourselves, okay? That discipline is a daily habit of reading God's Word, the discipline of reading your Bible each and every day. Now, that might sound pretty... I mean, okay, yes, we need to because we're Christians, we're believers, we need to read our Bible every day. But at the same time, it's like, i got so much going on. I've got homework. I've got things to do. How can I be expected to, to spend time in God's Word each and every day? And I'm going to tell you that, yes, I understand the struggle is real. Believe me, I'm somebody that has so much on my plate that sometimes I'm pushing things back just to fit more in. It's just crazy. So I get it. And I know you guys have lots of homework. Spoke to a young lady tonight uh, to see if she was going to be coming to church. And she said, man, I just got out of practice and I've got a ton of homework, so I won't be able to make it tonight. And obviously I'm not going to, you know, call her parents up and say, what's going on here? Why can't she come to church? I get it. I know people have lots of homework. I would love for the church to be a high priority on your list, but I understand when you've got a backpack full of homework staring at you in the face and you've only got a few hours in an evening to do it, I totally get how that pressure is on. Trust me. But when it comes to, I don't want church to be a priority, but when it comes to spending time in the Word of God, that is the last thing that should be pushed off of your plate to make room for other things. The last thing. And tonight we're going to start talking about why. It is so important to develop that discipline in your daily routine of spending time in God's Word. I will encourage you to spend time in the morning. If you're a night owl, if you're a night person, go for it, rock it out if that's the way that you want to do it. For me personally, after a full day of just crazy going on, it's kind of hard for me to tone my mind in at night. So I usually do my Bible study in the mornings when I'm fresh, get my cup of coffee, sit there, um, I have, a, I have a reading plan that I go through typically, or I'll just, uh, if I have something that I've been looking up or something that's on my heart, whatever, a reading plan is a huge, huge help. If you are somebody that's like, okay, I know I need to be reading the Bible, I'm just not sure where to start, I'm not sure what to do, where to go, a reading plan is extremely helpful, okay? Yes. More on that here in just a minute. Tonight, we're going to be in the verse, we're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, towards the end of that chapter, we're going to be in verse 16. Now, I'm going to start by this. I'm going to start by saying this. You guys remember who Timothy is, right? No. Timothy, at this point, at this point in this letter, this is the second letter that Paul wrote to Timothy. Timothy is a pastor in Ephesus. The church is huge, but the church is going through persecution. 
Rome and the government are, are cracking down on this church pretty hard. Timothy has people leaving him, people betraying him, uh, the government breathing down his neck, that type of thing. Stuff that we are not accustomed to here. So it's hard to wrap our minds around that. But if you look on the news, if you look and do a Google search for Christian persecution and read some of the articles and things these people go through around the world, it will absolutely blow your mind. I guarantee it. We get, an art, we get a magazine at church every month called uh, from BOM, B-O-M, Voice of the Martyrs. It's a magazine that specifically talks about ministering to these frontline uh, Christian leaders and people who are trying to spread the gospel in the most dangerous places on earth. So dangerous that even the articles in this magazine have eyes blacked out so people can't quite tell who this person is. Because if people in that country were to get a hold of this magazine, which I'm sure they probably do to try to figure out who's who and who's preaching, the gospel, their lives could be in danger. We're not accustomed to that here in the States, here in the U.S. We have a very comfortable Christian existence here in the U.S., which can hinder us, I believe. I believe that can hinder us. It can make us very, very lazy. How do we combat that laziness? By spending time in the Word of God and getting God's Spirit on the inside of us, okay? 2 Timothy chapter 3. So Paul's writing to Timothy, encouraging him and helping him through this struggle that he's going through, okay? Timothy is like a son to Paul. They are very, very close. So Paul writes to Timothy in verse 16, All scripture is inspired by God and useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong, teaches us to do what is right. I want to focus on the first part of that verse, and we will hammer the next part next week. All Scripture is inspired by God. Some translations read, all Scripture is God-breathed. That may not sound like a big deal. It is huge. It is huge. When you wonder, as I'm reading God's Word, am I reading something that I can believe, that I can rely on, that I can trust? Yes. The Word of God is true from start to finish from beginning to end it is something that we can emphatically trust and know that what we are reading on the page is what god is speaking to us okay now there's lots of translations out there and there are some translations that can be a little bit goofy and maybe mistranslate some words but when we're talking about a good solid translation from the hebrew and the greek you're talking about the unadulterated word of God, okay? Now, when you look back in the Greek, and I forgot to write the Greek word down, and we see that word inspiration, the original Greek word gives the picture of God breathing or emitting his own substance, his own life into something, okay? So I want to give you an illustration. Here I have a balloon, all right? Now listen, no, there's not. So if I breathe it in and pass out, don't. All right, so here we just have a flat, plain balloon, right? All right. You see that? Yes. I have just breathed the breath, my breath, my essence into this balloon. If I can tie it here, chill out. All right, I'm done breathing. I breathed into this balloon, and you still see it holds its shape, right? And if you, if you take DNA evidence inside of this balloon, I am in this balloon, I'm part of this balloon, because the air that I breathe is inside of this balloon, giving it shape, giving it form. What? Giving it existence. 
as it, as it sits. Do you see this? God breathed his very life into his word. The Bible says in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. That is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is referred to as the word. God breathed his very life. The very essence of God is in the word of God. When we read the word of God, when we read the Bible, we know that that is God's word, his message to us as his children. His very breath gives it life and gives it power. So when you are struggling through things in your life, when there are things that you are going through, and you neglect spending that time in his word, when you neglect doing what you need to do, to stay connected to the word of God. You are cutting yourself off from the very life force. Wisdom and power of God. So let me see your pen. When you have available to you the word of God. That has power and life. And the answers to your questions. But Matt it was written thousands of years ago. Perhaps it was. But the word of God is true yesterday, today, and forever. God will not be silenced. But when you take, that got you all on the edge of your seats waiting for when I'm going to pop this balloon. Give it to me. God, listen, God gives us his word so that that power can be made manifest in our lives. Do you understand how crucially important that is? That is like, that is like taking the most powerful weapon and leaving it home when you go to battle. That is like taking a book with all the answers and not even cracking it open before the big test. You are doing yourself such an incredible disservice if you do not have a discipline of spending time in the word of God. You see, because God breathed his life into his word. And if you neglect that, you are missing out on that life being breathed into you each and every day. And then when something happens to you, when something comes your way that you are, you are not capable of handling by yourself... You do not have the word of God in your heart to back it up. You do not have the word of God in your heart to stand against everything that's coming against you in your life. Give it to me! Give it to me! Give it to me! Ryan, I'm going to ask you after service everything we talked about tonight, and I want a word for word. I want to make sure you're paying attention. The word of God is a gift from God himself to us, his children. And that gift is so important in our day-to-day -day lives. You may think you're too busy to spend time in the word of God, but let me tell you something. You are too busy not to spend time in the word of God because this world will absolutely backhand you and kick you in the hind end until you cannot think straight. And if you are not in the word of God, you will never ever amount to what God has called you to do, to what, who he has created you to be. You are trying to run through a race with both legs tied together. 
You are literally handicapping yourself when you neglect spending the time in the Word of God. And next week, we're going to talk about why, more reasons why that is so important. Not just because the Word of God is the very inspired, power-breathed Word of God that is active. The Word of God is active and sharp and helps us to divide against right and wrong. Helps us to make corrections in our own lives. And that's something we're going to talk about next week. The Word of God is so powerful. I really hope for those of you who do not have a disciplined daily habit of spending time in God's Word that you develop that yesterday, like immediately. And I will tell you this. Raise your hand if you have the worship team. You guys can come on up. Raise your hand if you have the Bible app on your, on your phones, your device. Just about everybody, right? If you want to connect with me and you want to work through a Bible study or like a reading plan together, man, I'm all for that. Connect with each other. Work through a reading plan. Everybody stand on up. There are so many things out there that will help keep you connected to the Word of God. There is zero excuse not to do it. Wake up an extra 15, 20 minutes early. Grab a shower, wake up, and spend time in God's Word. I can guarantee you it will change your perspective. It will change your outlook. It will change your day. Take the time to spend in God's Word. You will not regret it, I promise you. As we worship tonight, as we worship tonight together, I want you to understand that God is so good that he breathed his very life into his word and then gave his word to us, gave his very spirit to us through Jesus Christ. So not only would we be connected with him in the spirit through Jesus, not only would we be connected to him by being forgiven of our sins, but we would be connected to him by his very word, by his very life that he has breathed into that word for us. So crucial. So as we worship tonight, know that you are worshiping a God that loves you more than you could possibly understand. And if you are here tonight and you have never made the decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, and what do I mean by that? I mean receiving that free gift of salvation. Jesus died and paid the price that we owed for our sin, for all the wrong things we've done in our lives, all the lies, all the bad decisions, all of it. Jesus paid the price for us over 2,000 years ago on that cross because he loves us and he is being obedient to the plan of God. If you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life and accepted that free gift of salvation, I want you to, as we worship, I want you to come up here tonight. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It's not a long, drawn-out prayer. It's a quick and simple prayer that acknowledges what Jesus has done for you, acknowledges that you were dead in your sin, and now because of Jesus, you are alive, and it will make you the Lord, make him the Lord of your life. So if that's you tonight, do not wait another moment, but come up here and let me lead you in that prayer. Let's worship together.